We are live. We are live. Welcome to another episode of Live Lunch with me, Johan Philip, and Matt Carvel. Johan, who has been very missed over the last couple of weeks. Uh, That's great. Has he? Thanks. <laughs> he has. He, ha- he has. Oh, to say he has. Oh, yeah. Wow, guys, yeah, you got me off guard with that. That's what I'm here for. Oh, thanks, man. I'm, I'm I missed you too. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Thrown. Um, we have had lunch by Taco Bell. Thank you, Taco Bell. Um, CEO of Taco Bell, if you're watching, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, but we are joined by the wonderful Matt Davis, who leads our site at Shoreham, our location at Shoreham, and is also one of the elders here at Emmanuel, and of course, one of our favorite guests. Christine Lydiard. It's good to have you with us on Live Lunch. Thank you. Uh, and Did you forget what it was called then? <laughs> <laughs> Still Live Lunch. It's only been we, two weeks, man. If you are... Surely a bit longer, actually. Three weeks I think it has been three weeks, actually. Uh, I had COVID, in case anybody's wondering where I was. Um, but I've recovered. Uh, we kick-started our gift campaign this Sunday. So we're giving towards uh, building. And building towards Time whatever to God's called us in Brighton uh, and the area surrounding. Uh, Time to Build is what we've called the gift campaign. But please watch, there's videos on YouTube. Uh, there's also a part of the gift, the, the money that raised through the gift campaign will be going towards supporting the situation in Ukraine. And Joel will be speaking a bit more about that in the weeks to come. And I'm sure on a sun, Sunday, we will hear more about how we're going to be doing that and what's going towards and a bit more detail around the money going towards the Ukraine situation. But we are in our resilient preaching series, but halfway through, we've still got a few more weeks. I feel that we're more than halfway through. We're, more than we're, half- we're getting towards the end of James, aren't we? So, you know, this, this coming Sunday we'll be on chapter five and then there's, that's the last chapter. Oh, well, it is. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's on the next page? All right. This last <laughs> what's, the book that, what's the book that comes after James? Well, I just, I just noticed that I was first, first Peter, but I'm glad that I did see that. Anyway, so Matt, Hello. We, do you want to give us a, a summary, a quick summary of the, the sermon that we heard last Sunday? Sure thing. So, so we are in uh, the book of James, which kind of, I love it because it's, it's, uh, it's direct, it's gutsy, um, it's full of imperative, um, which can be really, really challenging, particularly in a... In a church like ours that, that loves the grace of God and understands what that means. Um, so it's a fascinating book to read and, and to take heed of. And so Joel spoke about, uh, the pres- in a nutshell, I guess, the, the presumptuousness of the human heart um, and feeling like um, actually uh, there, is a, there, there is a sense of, of us as humans running our lives being very much in control but actually not really taking heed of the fact that anything can happen in our lives at moment's notice. I often think about the, um, uh, the phrase that, that God puts the breath in our lungs, you know, just to wake up is all yeah. grace. Yeah. Uh, and we presume that every, every morning, don't we? When we wake up, it's like, I didn't even think of that. But yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think learning, as believers, learning to live uh, with the sense that there is stuff for us to do, and it's appropriate to make plans in our lives, yeah. but also to live um, with, a, with a humble heart. And so it, it's, it's kind of working out what does it mean to live um, in a way that's pleasing to God and yet uh, remembering that he's in control, he's sovereign, he's got all of the days of our lives planned. Yeah. Um, how, do we, yeah. how do we do that then? Um, maybe because you can come in on this one. How do we live with that real sense of God is sovereign? Because like... You could think, well, you know, God could take me at any moment, so I'll just see what today brings, like like not make any plans or like that's I'm living in the grace of God. God knows I don't have to plan anything. But mm. you know, I know you guys you don't you don't live that I don't live quite like that. I don't think we do. So but what is it 
what does it look like to actually live with that sense of God's sovereignty day on a day-to-day basis? How can we live with that? I mean, you, you talk, we were talking as well about that phrase, you know, if God wills. And Joel kind of saying, oh, it's a kind of good thing to think about because it sort of reminds us, <laughs> it, we're reminding ourselves that, that are there are other things we can do or what does that look like? Yeah, I think it is important to remind ourselves because I think for most of us, our lives are fairly predictable as well. It's not just about the fact that we make plans for the future, mm. but we also think the same thing's going to happen tomorrow as, as happened yesterday. You're not going to get up and do the same things. But actually, um, I, I guess how we remind ourselves, we might use a phrase like, if God wills, but for it, I was brought up uh, kind of um, in church life sort of thinking that was a bit religious. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it need be but I think we need to find ways that work for us about how we're going to remind ourselves personally and I would hope that most of us do that through our reading of the word so we'll see lots of different stories of how God suddenly changed circumstances around or um, you know you think of Philip being transported somewhere you think of the apostle Paul making plans wanting to get to a certain place but the spirit forbade him so there are examples of people's plans being uh, not what God's plans were. There are people of things happening in a completely surprising way. So that's one way. Mm. And then I think, you know, we've been encouraging people recently to, to pray through the Lord's Prayer. And if you pray through that, you'll get to that phrase, thy kingdom come. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all about God's kingdom. So I think those are quite helpful things that we can do to intentionally remind ourselves. But I think it's quite difficult for us. Yeah. It's quite a difficult thing to live yeah. always like that. Yeah, Definitely. I think a strong theme as well from what from what Joel was saying on Sunday again is is the theme of death and the, the sort of the way it seems so rude interruption to life. It feels like as a society, maybe particularly in in in, in the West, um, there is a it's, a it's it's almost taboo. It, we don't we don't want to talk about it. Or mm. um, I know Matt, you're you mentioned mm. you're reading a reading a book about. Mm how we face death mm, mm, mm. yeah That's absolutely fine. yeah it's a book written by a couple of medical professionals um lions and winter it's called we all know how this ends okay so it's got a snappy title it's not a christian book <laughs> it's not a christian book um as i say it's written by two medical professionals <laughs> whose um i guess their raison d'etre is to uh remove some of the sanitization that we have around death and the subject of death yeah it's yeah. totally fascinating I and mean, the book is just full of story after story about how they've cared for people or or stories of how people have been cared for during their their last um uh, days weeks months yeah. Yeah. and so i i think that um despite the fact that um it comes uh, i guess without hope so there is a what's absent from the book is the hope that we would have, yeah. um, but um, but nevertheless there is a there there is an acknowledgement that it's a tough thing to go through. And yes. It's, it's yeah. all death is coming our way. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. happening. I mean, the, you know, God puts eternity in the hearts of man. Ecclesiastes yeah. three. You know, so we know that that's how the human condition's wired, and that's why it feels wrong. Yeah. and so yeah. I guess it's yeah. their attempt to try to. Uh, to to make the those moments more open and free. Oh, you're yeah. right. It is taboo. It's a taboo subject. Yeah, it's yeah. it's tidy. You know, in our culture, it's very tidy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think as well. Like, um, ev- I think I'm mean, wanting to like include us as Christians in the 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 struggle that it is to 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 come to, come to terms with death. Like, just because you know, passage like this, another elsewhere in the Bible, it's like, well, we know what death is but also we know we have hope and it's not the end that sort of thing 
and that obviously is helpful but it, it's there is still that that challenge of it. I know when you know my mum died three years ago and when she got her diagnosis it, it I remember thinking it's like this this is the kind of thing that happens to someone else mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was like it's something that you know in theory happens but then when it happens to you or someone close to you and mm-hmm. it suddenly I wasn't even thinking about this and you know she you know she was relatively young but and I think it's particularly when this you know stage of life thing uh, it feels particularly un- unexpected mm-hmm. um but i think there is a sort of we we as christians need to recognize that and you know i know christine you've got a, your story as well with being unwell and having to what what was that like how how did your christian faith help you in those moments when you when for you personally with your health recognizing death might be closer than I thought it was and that's what I think yeah I also had a, a cancer diagnosis and um, at the beginning didn't know how serious it might be so it's particularly the early stages of that suddenly thinking well I might die and thinking there are all sorts of things that go through your mind and I suppose the other things that are in your heart is like mm. oh will I see my kids get married and mm. things like that that were really <coughs> meaningful to me but um, I I just consciously um held on to the goodness of God that was the way that I mm-hmm. sort of worked through that and I and I remember well, saying to myself that you know Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever and that means that God is good mm-hmm. he's good to me mm-hmm. yesterday mm-hmm. and in fact on the doorstep of the clinic before we went into the diagnosis I turned and said to Rob God is good to us yesterday he's good to us today and he will be good to us tomorrow mm-hmm. if you can it's hard but if you can hold on to that, then you trust that whatever might happen to you, it may seem bad and terrible, actually is covered by that goodness. You know, that God's goodness towards us doesn't stop. And it's not that these things are suddenly out of his control, because they're not. And they're part of that overall goodness over our lives and part of his plans and purposes for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are moments when... Um <clears throat> when you had, and I think this is really true, um, to dig deeper into the story that you've just shared, and were there moments when, you know, maybe when you heard the diagnosis or, or, or in the weeks that came after, when you when you felt like the, the illness in your body, did you ever doubt God's goodness and ever question that, wonder, you know, what did you do in those moments when um, the reality, so to speak, of the situation didn't wasn't good? Mm. What did you do? Um, I can remember one time in a women's prayer meeting sobbing with my head in another woman's lap Mm. and it was just like the whole emotion of it. It wasn't a lack of trust in God, it was like everything that you're carrying because you're going through all sorts of procedures and treatments that are exhausting and and it went on for months after the initial operation um, that there was a kind of exhaustion really. Mm. Um, But I, I didn't ever doubt God's love for me and and I think um you know that the, those verses in proverbs about um le- I haven't got it here but leaning not on your own understanding mm-hmm. and yeah. trusting in God um and he would direct all your paths that mm-hmm. that you know that scripture that I'm talking about I just held on to scripture mm-hmm. that was the thing yeah. held on to the mm-hmm. word of yeah. God what I knew to be true because my emotions mm-hmm. could tell me all sorts of other stuff yeah. Yeah. and if I listened to my emotions I would get fearful mm-hmm. and I you know I would think oh I'm gonna die or yeah. or, or whatever but when I was holding on to God I 
it didn't matter. It, that didn't matter then. Yeah, you yeah. know, okay, I might die, but God's still going to be good. Yeah, mm. yeah. Interesting. I, I um, heard someone talking about that their relationship with God is a bit like a, a father and a child, and how um, when the child he, he recalled um, his his child making their first tentative steps into a swimming pool, and uh, to start with, the child was just holding on to the dad's finger. Um, and then after a little while, the child's hand got a bit firmer. Mm-hmm. And then as, as the, uh, the waters got deep, it, it wasn't the child holding on to the, the, uh, the father. It was the father mm. holding on mm. to the child. Yeah. And it, we even sang it in our sites, didn't we, this week? Many of us did anyway, yeah, the, yeah. the song uh, that we learned to, together. He will hold me fast. Yeah, and it's, um, so holding on to God, I get it. It's like our human response, isn't it? Yeah. But the reality is he's good because he's yeah. holding on to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so but interestingly, when, when we think about our, you know, our daily lives... We're not always doing that. No. That is what this is getting at, really, isn't it? Is that, Mm. you know, when the crisis (coughs) comes, we tend to do that. But actually, we live our lives as though God isn't in control and Mm. that he isn't directing our paths a lot of the time because we just do the same things or we plan for things. But we're not consciously thinking, hold on, you know, he directs our paths. Yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. Because I think so often we can hear... Um, I think going back to the question that you asked earlier is, is we hear these, we we read these verses, but we, we're, we're talking on we're talking about God's sovereignty. We're talking about not living with the fear of death and and, and just living, humbly walking before God and, and trusting in His leading, His direction. That it, again, knowing that if God is is good, mm. then the decisions that happen mm. um, towards or the things that happen in our life is underpinned by knowing that God is good. Mm. But I guess the tension that we then live in is the the reality of the everyday decision, mm-hmm. so to speak. Like as you said, um, do I put money into my pension, or um, and especially for some of us who who live, I guess, fairly comfortable lives, where you know we get paid our salary, we know what our budgets are, we know, uh, you know, by God's grace, we uh, some of us are healthy, and uh, you know, life goes on. Mm. How, how do you then? And I guess that's the question I was asking myself when I was listening to Joel speak. Uh, how you know how does how do I land this in my life and practically work this out? Because I do, I do want to live with a constant awareness mm. of God's sovereignty, mm. even when there's consistency in my life. Uh, and I guess that one of the things that comes to mind is well, then just give more. You know that's that's why we do gift days. If you feel like you've got enough money in your bank balance and you want to live a life of faith, then empty your bank balance or, or be more radical with your with your generosity. But I've also been reading Hudson Taylor's uh, book, a biography uh, of on Hudson Taylor called "The Man in Christ" by Roger Steer, which is extraordinary. And the decisions that he made with his life, um, mm. trusting God for provision for guidance, uh, was just extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Going to China and to see people saved, but he also had stories where he they lost their first Hudson Taylor and Maria Taylor lost their first oh, child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, more well, than the child one. was born. They lost more than one. Well, I haven't got to that part of the story. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, oh, spoiler. Spoiler. Only three hundred years old. And there's also stories story, <laughs> stories of of him like really wrestling with God in prayer, even on on the Brighton seafront. That mm. famous story, twenty sixth of June, nineteen sixties, mm. of him eighteen sixties of him just really wrestling with God for stuff but yeah it's sorry yeah, I'm, I'm rambling but i think it's just the the constant doing things in your life which force you to be dependent on on, on, on god mm-hmm. and living that life of adventure and calling um mm. yeah mm. i think um 
Yeah, it's very much been on my mind. I've been preparing already for this coming Sunday because we, um, you know, go on to the next bit of James, and we're also tying it in with our gift campaign because um, it's you know James is speaking to the rich, and um, as I was prepping it, thinking of Jesus's words, saying you know how how difficult it is for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven, and. Um, you know, that's it's a, nice that's when a you shocking... enter the kingdom of heaven and then God blesses you and makes you rich. Right? It's like, great, amen. Thanks, God. <laughs> I'm still looking forward to that. No, but um, that that thing that that that's a that's a shocking thing to say for Jesus to to say that and would have shocked people at the time. Mm. And I don't think he's saying it's the that the the wealth and the comfort, but is it, is bad. But he's he's warning warning people of a reliance mm. on the now reliance on the temporal reliance on the material reliance on the feelings of comfort to be secure to be to, to base security on that even eternal yep. security and that is a challenge for us to um to not rely mm. i think at times we realize how much we have been relying mm. Mm. Um, and you know when at times you get a, a diagnosis of whatever and it just puts everything into perspective, yeah. doesn't it? You realize that I just, I took for granted yeah. the fact that I could just get up in the morning and go and do what I wanted, that sort of thing. And now I'm going to have, you know, treatment and not even know how many days I've got left or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It, and we say it puts it into perspective because it's like, there's a sense of that. That's the right perspective to have. Mm-hmm. That some, we fool ourselves into thinking, and it's again from this passage, fool ourselves into thinking that we are we are in, we are in control and that sort of thing. Mm. I think there's that's discon- it is disconcerting, but there's also healthiness to that and a constant James's words are a constant challenge to me. I, I think that um I'm trying to remember his name. Who? Um who came to on Thursday. Ben Rowe. Ben Rowe. Ben Rowe. Sorry Ben. <laughs> sorry Ben. Um that was such a helpful I'm reminder. Not, I'm not sorry Ben. I did appreciate what I had to say that. I will get word Which you're about to hear. In a moment. Okay. Are you, are you done? Are you done? I, okay. I am done. Um, Chris does me not on Matt all afternoon. Brilliant. Well, he deserves it, doesn't he? Um, I do invite it. I do invite it. <laughs> um, now I've forgotten. Yes, that he gave us such a good reminder yeah. that Jesus is coming again. That's right. You yes. know, you know, there used to be there things like you know that people were so earthly minded and no heavenly use that kind of thing. But yeah. actually, we are really earthly minded. Yeah, it's yeah. Not really and it's not about not being heavenly use. It's about we should be thinking about what's to come, yeah. and that's where our treasure is, yeah. and that's what should motivate us in our daily lives. But yeah. I think we find that so hard because we're living yeah. in a now and not yet situation we know that's to come for all of us but it always seems so far off but actually you know when we're getting on to talking about the rich we're talking about investing in heaven what we do now is an investment into heaven and the other thing i think is it's just being aware that this is not my story my life is not my story it's part of god's big story so you were talking about well how do i do it in the everyday and i think one of the things i I pray in the morning is just praying that i'll know god's will for my life in that day rather that you know we can pray that god will bless what we're doing um i think there are just things that we can do like that that just uh, connect us again to God and the bigger story but also we need to remind ourselves of heaven to come and that that is we are a mist and a vapor but it doesn't feel like that does it but eternity is far longer far better to invest in that it's hard enough living with our own human proclivities isn't it um 
uh, to to be self-sufficient and then we have to fight against our culture which uh, invites us into more trouble you know borrowing more than we can afford um, giving us massive uh, financial loans to buy houses that we don't we can't really have because our culture says you can have it you can have it now yeah um, and that just that adds to our to the, the pressure, mm. uh, the, the kind of narrative of our culture that uh, we're in control. Yeah. And we're not, not in control. No. Mm. no. One of the things that the passage draws out is about, uh, you know, that it's so arrogant yeah. to be like this mm. and that we need to be humble before mm. God. And yeah. that is to, to think this is what's going to happen <coughs> now, this is what I'm going to do. I know what's happening, I, I can do this, I'm planning this, I'm pla- with no yeah. thought about God. Yeah. And, you know, is, how, how do we negotiate that in our daily lives? Yeah. 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 So I think to, to touch on that, how, how so if somebody was living a planned life and they'd put stuff in place to look out for their future and uh, this, this is good wisdom for how you could, you know, make it future-proof your your life that kind of thing mm. you know at what point does it be is it wise and at what point does it become arrogant and how do you straddle the two yeah well Matt will know the answer yeah to Matt that. <laughs> well I don't want to spoil it for Sunday no oh. we're talking about on Sunday are you going to talk about it on Sunday well sort of we, we can unpack it now um, a little bit I think um, Jesus Jesus when he's challenging people with those uh, words from the Sermon on the Mount you know which James refers to in, in um, chapter 5 about investing um, and what he says is where your treasure is there your heart is mm-hmm. also so yeah. I think you know, as, as we know Jesus is always getting to the heart and I think J- James is as well you know he's he's even that arrogance it comes from a place from the heart James James is interested in people's behavior and the decision they make and what they do but the reason he's interested and we've seen this right the way through our series on it the reason he's interested in behavior is that your behavior is actually reflective of where your heart is mm. and where your motives are yes. and what you you say you got faith but your behavior doesn't line up to it so i'm going to question what's actually you say is in your heart because those two things are connected so james is, is very much after the heart mm. and so i think with with the question with the question of how we live and should we plan and that sort of thing i think you can you can plan really well and be a great steward of your finances and of decision you know decisions that you make and you know <coughs> on the very practical you can make that from a place of worshiping Christ and trusting in him and wanting to be a good steward of what you have been given by him mm. and you can also do it from a place of tremendous fear and anxiety yes. i've got to do this because mm. this is my security it's and so it is definitely where you're um, about where your trust is and what what your attitude to towards it towards yeah. it is, you know. That I think that is that is what James and, and Jesus get at, and I think that's the reflection for the individual believer. Two people can do the same thing that looks wise on the surface mm. and have a completely different heart yeah. mm. attitude towards it, mm. and and Christ distinguishes. We can't often distinguish the world. We do, we see the behaviour doing, and so yeah, I think if you're if you're planning from a place of fear, like the biggest problem is not your how big your pension pot is. The biggest problem is your heart. Why yeah. is it right? You know, Jesus said, "Don't be anxious," and that is a challenge because you know? yeah. all of us do get anxious. Yeah. All of us do, especially you know when you have kids and you're worried about them. What are they going to do? Can I provide for them? What if I get ill? What about my spouse? Like those are real things. And I think what you were saying earlier. Um, uh, Christine, about what your experience of uh, of having cancer. Mm. 
the the emotions are real and true and mm. we're not we can't escape that and no. james is not advocating us as a stoic let's just suppress all our emotions let not at all get emotional you're gonna feel anxious worried but that's what you do with that isn't yeah it? And what you were it saying is. Is, are you letting that i love what you're saying about it's like the direct who who's in authority in your life you know your, your head your heart that sort of thing and you're like yes my emotions are there yes they're real yes they're gonna make me feel different things but they come in submission to mm. the word, mm. <laughs> the word of, of God. Yes. What I know yeah. from scripture, not just intellectually, but yes. know in my heart, yeah. it's yes. that way around. It doesn't mean that there's no place for emotion. There is, it's real, it's part of mm. our experience, mm. but yeah. it's that way around. And I think the, the, the temptation for all of us is always to live the other way around. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel this. So this scripture can't be true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It can, you know, God can't really ask me to do this or live this way yeah. because that's yeah. not how I feel. That's not what everyone else is doing. That's yeah. like, yeah. that we got it. We get it the wrong way around. That's brilliant. Mm. Sorry, no, I was going to say. I remember when I got married. Um, uh, Twenty uh, nine years ago. Seven. You don't remember. <laughs> um, my uh, one of my one of my dad's friends read a scripture and he, he read from Matthew. He said, "Look, you know, don't be anxious about your life. Right? Uh, what you will eat, what you will wear. Okay. Because um, your heavenly Father knows what you need." Did he give yeah. you a wedding gift? He did. <laughs> you know what? I'm not, I, <laughs> he I'll, held back. Don't be anxious about. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to follow up with him. We don't do yeah. presents. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. But, go ahead. but I think I think it's. Um, it's uh, as, you, as you say, Christine, living in the knowledge of Jesus' goodness yeah. and His return, yeah. and knowing that our Father knows what we need—it's mm. yeah. huge. Really. Yes, it's big. Yeah, We've, we're coming to a close. Unless there's something you. Well, I was going to say is you don't have to come next Sunday. You don't have to listen <laughs> because we've we've covered a lot of the ground already. <laughs> to be honest, you so. do just so you can give. <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, feel free to tune out when I'm speaking on Sunday. Just. Uh, <laughs> I think what we were talking about say earlier is when you you live knowing God's purpose, not just for your own life. I mean, of course it is, but his 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 plan for the church and his plan for his bride and his plan to redeem all of creation and just the, the narrative that we've been caught up in god's so much story bigger, isn't it yeah absolutely it, yeah. It, it takes away the i guess any anxieties or fragility that may come into that may creep into your heart around mm. your own security and mm. your own safety that you mm. you know if you if you don't have that bigger perspective of what is on offer for us so freely it's been gifted to us mm. uh the invitation that we have to be a part of god's God's vision for this world, you know, we, you, if, if you don't have that, you can easily creep into, man, we've had COVID, I've lost all my um, certain securities that I may have, I've lost the myself, a confidence I may have in this world, and I'm suddenly being surrounded by, by anxious thoughts and, and fears. And, and a lot mm-hmm. of that goes away, as, as you were talking about, because you, you begin to see, no, but there's God's plan, and I'm yeah. part of his plan, and his, mm-hmm. his good, perfect, pleasing plan will be outworked in my life whatever yeah yeah whatever may happen whatever the reality is there's something much bigger at play yeah and it's a good plan and yeah. and the end is, we know how it's going to end we know where we're going to end up and we all know it. how this ends we all we do know how this ends <laughs> but it's a real fight to hold on to that isn't it yes you've got to fight for it and you've got to to pray and you you've got to be in community and talk to people and read your bible and, and stuff and listen yeah. to good preaching so I think that's it. Any, any closing thoughts? No, me? I think that was a great thought of the day. Closing <laughs> it's good to be back on Live Lunch. I've missed you guys. Um, thanks so much for joining us on Live Lunch. And we will see you next week with Matt, the host and the preacher and the yeah. guest and everything. Yeah, it's just been me. Brilliant. The, <laughs> the Matt Carvel Show. See you later, everybody. Bye.